Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. We are dad and daughter with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. We're back. We had a week off last week, but we are back. We're recording a little bit later. Dad, you've got a nice little cold beer there to accompany the podcast. Is the beer really getting you in the mood to discuss some football from the weekend? Oh, definitely. So we've got quite a lot to be talking about. Line up for the podcast. I'm going to be discussing the treatment of Steve Bruce, as well as put forwarding another new chant to you, Dad. What are you going to be talking about? Uh, Well, some old timers who were doing quite well and um, yeah, stuff like that. Right. So my warm up conversation, just to get it going, I wanted to pretty much just praise how amazing the stewards, the paramedics, people within the crowd have been. It's kind of been crazy how much has happened over the last couple of weeks within the crowd and spectators. Obviously, Tottenham versus Newcastle. I think one of the Newcastle fans got taken ill and it was the Tottenham players that alerted the referee really, really quickly. I think it was even a doctor, one of the people watching the matches that acted really, really quickly on the situation. And then also in the championship yesterday had West Brom and Bristol City. Again, a couple of spectators taking ill and again, just paramedics acting really fast. And thankfully, all the spectators that were taken ill all seem to be making positive recoveries. So it just shows how... At the end of the day, football isn't the most important thing and just the speed at which people are able to, to treat fans that have obviously, we've all been away for so long and these paramedics and stewards haven't been having to come in the ground as much. So yeah, overall, just wanted to quickly warm up with the fact that how good has the response been by um, by all the key key emergency services. It's exactly what you want to see and obviously anything like that's really, really sad. But touch wood, thankfully, so far, all those spectators seem to be uh, recovering Really, really well. Yeah, very good. A good, uh, like I said, good advert for fans uh, doing the right thing, and um, yeah, good to see people recovering as well. I've got a positive thing around um, late goals actually. And I, when you watch the old uh, Saturday show and you, the, it's ten to five, and you think it's all over, and it never is because there's always somebody knocking in a late goal. So it seems to be so many games are nil nil at half time that end up. 3-2, three, 3-3 three, three from the second half. So um, Is that due to fans, do you reckon, being back in? I'm not sure. It's interesting. I mean, in, just in League 1 and 2 yesterday, 24 games, eight of them had goals after the 90th minute. So one in wow. three matches, uh, there's a goal after time, which is uh, fascinating, really. So, yeah, you can never... Uh, it's not over till it's over. I was going to say, yeah. there's no point as a fan leaving early. You're very good at that, actually. You never really make a runner for it, even if Blackburn are losing a lot. No, no, no. Stay till the end, definitely. Well, kicking off the podcast, as I mentioned, I kind of just wanted to have a little kick off about the way that I think Steve Bruce has been treated. Like, last week, he got his 1,000th managerial game... And some of the articles that have been coming out in the papers, obviously he's been dismissed, but he said that the abuse that he was getting from Newcastle fans and the abuse towards his family, and it's really put him off ever wanting to be a manager ever again. And I think even there was a poll from the Newcastle fans and it's like 95% of them wanted him dismissed. So there was a lot of hatred towards him like that happened with the Euros and the terrible racial comments and things like that that have been made online. I just think it needs to be a, a quicker punishment and action by these social media platforms for to allow uh, people to have their say in such a horrible way that, you know, a very professional and old school player and manager like Steve Bruce, even for him to come out and say it was just getting out of hand, but just puts a real dampener on what has been a really good managerial career for him. Obviously, I think all the fans, they did struggle with him from day one but I think some onus needs to be on the players 
and at the end of the day it's not always just down to the manager and actually as we're talking the Manchester United Liverpool matches is just coming to a close and obviously there's a lot of you've already been sent a meme of Alex Ferguson holding up a sign saying Ollie out I just think managers are on so much pressure these days and potentially social media platforms need to as with everything over the summer need to just clamp and down on it a little bit more it's getting out of hand really yeah, no, I agree. It is uh, Modest Sherman, a uh, proper gentleman as well. You know, he's not a bad person, that's for sure. Oh, well, no, exactly. He doesn't deserve it. I mean, he's always supported Newcastle as a young kid. What was it that the fans never really quite got to grips with? His style of managing? I think he's just not. They want a big name there, don't they? That's what they want. They don't want, um, you know, sort of uh, an average manager. They want the top manager, but uh, they've not had one for a long time, that's for sure. So. Talking of managers from Newcastle, you made some interesting uh, little potential sideline bets didn't you for the manager for Newcastle well I think the the lower odds one I've got uh, Gerard, and then I've okay. got uh, Zidane Zidane wowzers that and, would be impressive uh, and Lauren Blanc as the two outsiders mm. but uh, I don't think any of those three will get it necessarily but there you go yes that's my kickoff for the week maybe Ollie will get it perhaps, oh gosh that would be interesting uh, my kickoff's only a quick one actually just uh, it was a bit disappointing to see uh Martinez, Aston Villa keeper, getting booed by some of the Arsenal fans. Uh, he was there for nine years, only played 15 matches, went out on loan a lot, but uh, you know he was very loyal to them and I thought they might have showed a bit more loyalty to him. He's a very good mm. keeper and seems like a decent chap. I don't know what they were upset about, whether, um, I don't know why they wouldn't uh, yeah. give him a good welcome, but yeah, poor, poor performance from the Arsenal fans. But that's just typical football fans, right? We'll love you one minute and then we can quickly turn on you, surely. Well, I guess so, yeah, it's a shame though. Yeah, so at the same time, we can be very loyal. Halftime turnover. So my halftime turnover, I've gone into the Premier League this week. I've gone to Goodison Park, Everton versus Watford. It was 1-1 at halftime after goals from Davis and Josh King. And then halftime, obviously, Watford, Ranieri is the new manager. We weren't here last week, but they got hammered, um, those five goals that they conceded. So at halftime, he had to give quite a team talk. But then in the 63rd minute, 63rd minute after halftime, they went 2-1 down, Richarlison goal against his old club. So at that point, you're thinking, oh, it's not looking good for Watford. But what a turnaround. Four goals in 13 minutes. Josh King getting a hat-trick. Um, he obviously played for Everton. I don't think he ever ever started once he played with them just really didn't have a great time there at all and Watford conceded like I said five goals last week and now have scored five goals and that's the first time ever that Watford have won at Goodison Park so I mean not quite even so much a halftime turnover it was more like a 13 minute turnover but quite the performance from Watford do you see them staying up yeah, I think so. Yeah, they seem to have a decent squad. I mean, that's a cracking result. So, yeah, you'd, you'd say definitely. Yeah, especially if they can keep Josh King fit. He looked very, very sharp. Yeah, he can do that. I mean, he's done that in patches throughout his whole career, but not consistently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've got uh, the League Two match, Har- uh, Harrogate, uh, who were looking likely for um, automatic promotion, went to Hartlepool, went straight into a 2 0 lead before half time. So, Thompson and a burn on goal. He thought, here we go, Harrogate. Uh, flying at the top of the league but uh, Dave Challoner the Hartlepool manager sent him out in 52nd minute Ferguson got a goal and then that was it Curran and Daly scored in the next 7 minutes went from 2-0 down to 3-2 up so absolutely brilliant so well done Dave Challoner uh, ex filed manager 8 years at Fylde been at Hartlepool since 2019 managed to take him into the league so uh, a very uh, very good performance and a great result for Hartlepool what a turnaround 
into the second half of the podcast and my little positive spin from the week is really just praising Phil Foden. He's looking to agree a new deal. I don't think it's been 100% agreed, but for Man City for another six years, uh, potentially is going to make him one of the highest paid young players in the Premier League. He joined City aged eight. He's gone through the academy. It's so amazing to see someone be ultimately he's getting to such a world-class level now playing in in that team um going all the way through the youth academy got three premier league medals won the carabao cup four times FA cup once and finally he's getting some real just consistent form in the premier league he's got three goals and two assists in his last three matches and he is looking just more and more like a mature player and um just they're exciting to to know that he's going to be at the club for hopefully another six years more time to get and watch him play um, where do you see Phil Foden going in the next couple of years? Yeah, I think he's. I mean, he'll he'll be a regular starter for England. I think he's. Um, there's a lot of people in that position for the England squad, but mm-hmm. uh, I think he's. Uh, you know, he's a he's a really really talented player. That's for sure. Yeah, so uh, they're exciting. I'm sure the City fans are are loving him and just loving his goals coming from left, right, and centre at the moment. But Phil Foden seems to be at the heart of everything that Man City are doing well. Yeah, going back to um, that Everton Everton Watford match, Josh King ex Rovers. I say he's in and out of form, in and out of goals, in and out of fitness actually. But uh, I mean, he just showed what he can do, and what a brilliant signing for for Watford. So uh, old Claudio Ranieri, he's got a good opportunity to do something special with Watford. Maybe not a Leicester, but uh, definitely going to be a strong uh, strong finish to the season or rest of the season for Watford. I think at one point wasn't Josh King linked with Man United. Well, he started at Man United. Oh, that's did where he? he? That's where he came from. To Blackburn. Yeah, United to Blackburn, and then he's been drifting around ever since. But uh, yeah, no, he started at United. Okay, my chant this week. Well, I'm going back to a band that I've actually already used one of their songs before. I've gone for a different song of theirs. It's a number one single in the UK in 1982. The band is Madness and the song is House of Fun. And this week, the chant is going to the Leicester fans. Once again, I think I had Sorry Unchu a couple of weeks ago. I'm obsessed with the Leicester players. I'm going for Leicester fans and James Madison. Now, I'm just about going to try and squeeze these lyrics into the house of fun madness. It's a good song, right? Yes, and I'm live a couple of times. Mm, Very good. Very good. Okay, so this is it in uh, Leicester City. Welcome to the King Power Stadium. It has come of age. We got James Madison. Welcome to the Foxes Den. Trophies are on the way because we got James Madison. Uh, it's quite clever, but I think it'd be difficult to remember. I think the fans might hard. struggle to uh, get their get their brains and their uh, <laughs> chanting around that. So it's a it's a f- six, I think, Ooh, for, the, okay. for the decent I'll quality. That. I'll take that. But uh, yeah, I think people get a bit lost with it. Final whistle. So Premier League, Chelsea are top after their 7-0 hammering versus Norwich. Uh, Liverpool move up to second after their easy dismissal of Man United, as we mentioned a bit earlier. Manchester City drop to third, uh, two points off Chelsea, though. And they've now gone 12 matches unbeaten in all competitions. There's quite a few teams. Also, I think Liverpool have been unbeaten now for quite a while that are definitely finding some form. West Ham, notably, in fourth. They're doing amazing after their 1-0 win versus Spurs. Spurs, another goal from Antonio and Spurs are sitting in sixth. Uh, Arsenal picked up another win. That's now eight under 
undefeated for Arsenal, having beat Aston Villa, and so they are now in 10th. And then looking at the bottom of the table, very interestingly, three teams all still yet to win in that bottom three, Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley. Um, it's crazy to think that it's still three teams who haven't actually won yet, so it'll be very interesting. I think Norwich play Leeds next Sunday, I think. So that's probably definitely going to be one of those uh, matches to watch. Championships and good matches, so notably Middlesbrough 2-0 at Cardiff. Cardiff on a terrible run, that's for sure. With a um, former Cardiff manager, Neil Warnock, who came back and so it was their eighth straight defeat. Worst ever run for Cardiff. So Mick McCarthy stepped down after the uh, end of the match, which wasn't any surprise. Lost the last six home games. 14 matches they've played and they never scored a goal in the first half yet. Wowzers. Which is uh, not great. So I don't know who their next manager will be, but... Uh, there you go, Cardiff nil Middlesbrough too, but well done Neil Warnock returning to uh, to Cardiff. Big local derby in Lancashire, Preston went to Blackpool for the first time since February 2010 they played. Blackpool won 2-0, 14,000 fans, Anderson in the first half, Medina in the second half. Preston yet to win away, Alan Brown sent off towards the end. So uh, yeah, bragging rights for Blackpool, definitely. And finally, Peterborough, QPR, QPR doing pretty good, 12,000 fans, so Peterborough win 2-1. Uh, a late goal from Sariki Dembele, 91st minute. So well done, Darren Ferguson. Uh, he'll be happier this weekend than his dad, I think. 2-1, so a good win for Peterborough. So top of the table, Bournemouth, six points clear now. 34 points. West Brom second, 28, Fulham third, 26. There's actually seven teams on 21 points, so there's a big stretch there. That's quite an interesting position. Bottom of Derby, of course, because they had the points deducted uh, on uh, minus one. Barnsley on eight, all on nine. League One, well, it was a 1-1 draw with Morecambe, saw Plymouth move level on points with Wickham at the top of the table, um, even though Wickham won 2-1 versus struggling crew, who are bottom on just eight points. Johnny Jackson celebrated his first game as Charlton Athletics caretaker manager after a midweek departure of Nigel Adkins uh, with a 1-0 win victory at Sunderland, thanks to Jaden Stockley with a headed winner. Charlton, a third from bottom, two points off safety. Uh, Sunderland dropped to fourth with two points off the top places. And then Doncaster, who've managed to hold on to a vital three points versus Cheltenham, 3-2, though they were 3-0 up, um, and they remain four points from safety. Uh, League 2, Salford, keep talking about Salford. They were favoured for promotion, but got beat again. Forest Green went top, 3-1 win over Salford. Um, so Salford went one up actually but um, Forest Green came back and won 3-1 both teams had six shots on targets are quite even but disappointed again from Salford Exeter 0-0 at half time at home to Mansfield and they went one down at uh, on the 50th minute but then came back with a final winner from Matt Jay who's back in the goals again that's 14 games a record unbeaten for Exeter in all competitions so they're up to fourth doing really well actually Swindon who've been on a bit of a good run 9,000 fans watched them at home to Bradford 73% possession but still lost 3-1 uh, so a very good uh, result for Bradford away consolation goal a penalty from Jack Payne but third defeat of the season for uh, Swindon so it's third home defeat actually this season for Swindon Forest Green top 30 points from 14 now 5 points clear Five points clear of Port Vale, good team, 25 points. And Exeter, Hartlepool, Swindon, Harrogate, all there or thereabouts. Uh, bottom of the table, Carlisle and Oldham, just ahead of Scunthorpe and Mansfield, who are rock bottom with 11 points each. And then the National League, 
as usual, some good matches in the National League, get some good crowds as well. Actually, Chesterfield, Boreham Wood, two of the uh, teams challenging for promotion. Chesterfield won two one and leapfrogged Boreham Wood over five thousand there. Good match at Solihull again. Two teams looking to go up into the playoffs. Halifax lost uh, 1-0 at Solihull. Fourth successive home win for Solihull. And Solihull now one point behind Halifax. Grimsby still top of the table. Over 6,000 again at Blundell Park. Beat Yeovil 2-0. They've won four in a row. And uh, Yeovil now six games without a win. So as I say, Grimsby top. Four points clear on 29 points. Chesterfield second. Borehamwood third. Rock bottom, of course, Dover. Minus nine. They've lost the last four. Good help them. Uh, Aldershot, seven points. And then you've got Southend and Kingsland on eight. Barnet of the week. Well, I was looking at some of the Barnets for Liverpool. There's loads to pick from. Obviously, they were loving life at Old Trafford uh, over the weekend. But I've gone for Firmino. And I just thought he was looking very impressive. Keep talking about the new blonde craze and Phil Foden and all this stuff. And Firmino, he's kind of latched onto it. But he's kept some of his brown roots. So he's gone for the nice curly blonde tips. So uh, Robert Firmino, Bobby Firmino is going to get my Barnet of the week this week. Uh, and I've got uh, the old stage of 72-year-old Neil Warnock. I'm sure you've had him before Aww. for Barnet of the Week. But uh, let's say he went back to his old club, had a great v- victory. Poor old Mick McCarthy uh, <laughs> left because of it. But uh, never mind, Mick will get another job, I'm sure he will. Uh, leaving Neil Warnock, 72-year-old, to wallow in his hairstyle. Right, that's it for this week of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media, go on Twitter, at Plants Rants, and you can have your say on the podcast, or if you like my chant, put forward to Dad. And we will be back with some more Football Chants and Rants with the Plants next week, and we'll see you then.